Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about close calls, close shaves, and some, Abby, what I'm just going to call interesting directorial choices i'm just you lost me at close shaves that was also an there's let's just call this episode interesting choices (laughs) interesting choices by directors and characters hooray just people doing things and why are they doing them who the heck knows well i'm beth alderkin i'm joined as always by the lovely abby abby how are you doing uh, Beth, I have a can of sparkling rosé. I'm doing great. I'm very excited to talk about this episode and all of the obscure things that I've learned from the wiki. I usually don't look at the wiki. I finally looked at it for the first time. Wild. Wild the amount of detail that is thrown into the... You guys are doing the Lord's work. Thank you for the minutia. Like, I thought the cradle cap thing was wild. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, that's where I get a lot of my, I always have it open every single week because for one, for international titles, and also just because you find really interesting little tidbits in there. But for every tidbit that's interesting, there's like 45 facts in there that just don't need to be included, but someone took the time to do them anyway. It it has the same energy of just like, I need this to be five pages, but it's currently three. So I'm going to put a bullet point in here that says... Emma's uh, bond company is called Big Apple Bond Service in reference to the Big Apple, which is something that New York City is called. <laughs> My word count. It needs padded. Well, everyone, we are talking about season three, episode 14, The Tower, or as it is known in German, Rapunzel's Tower of Fear. Ooh, that sounds like a cool ride at Disney. It does, but the award this week goes to the French title, Le Fantôme de la Peur, which means the ghost of fear. Ooh. Ooh. Or like the phantom of fear. It's like the fear fan. Like phantom is, you know, you know. the phantom of the opera. <laughs> the phantom <And> of fear. <laughs> the phantom of climbing weird. <laughs> the phantom of the opera, but it's fear. <laughs> Sorry, just imagine Gerard Butler, like, trying to sing about Charming's fear while climbing a tower to go attack a a Rapunzel. You know what? I'm here for that. (laughs) You know, it would have made it, like, 20 times better. Instead of using the chandelier, you know, special effect thing, they could just have the tower crumble and then reconstruct itself on stage. I'd do it. I'd watch it. completely off topic, but did you see the video the first time they raised the chandelier after uh, Broadway opened when COVID when COVID reopened uh, on Broadway. Yeah, like everyone was like freaking out, right? I don't care about the Phantom of the Opera. I cried. Like, <laughs> like eh, Broadway's back. Like, <laughs> uh, the world is healing. Uh, anyway, so the show we're watching. Yes. So in this episode, we've got uh, Storybrooke. They are trying to figure out who is the Wicked Witch of the West? And meanwhile, there's just this stranger woman around involving herself in everyone's lives who wears a green pendant, and yet nobody suspects a thing. It's the one strange person that we've met. We know that there's a person that we're looking for, and not a single person. Not one. I 
if there is not some sort of line that they maybe retcon later where once they figure out who it is, there's Zelina just goes, oh, yes, part of my spell was that you would never suspect me. I, unless that line exists, I'm furious about this. Like, this is the most stranger danger nonsense I've ever witnessed. Yeah, even if they don't suspect her being the Wicked Witch, they should suspect her of something because she is super suspicious Yeah, at every like, turn. Like, at no point are they just like, oh, yes, we met a strange woman. She just decided to be my midwife in the diner because she overheard me telling an 11-year-old about Cradle Cap. She's great. And then she goes and then she disappears into another room to make us drinks. Guys, don't drink things from strangers you don't watch get poured. This is just good business. Good safety. Yes, it is. But before we get into all that, we are going to go nine months into the past where Snow White has just become pregnant. That tiny, that tiny non-three-month bump. Good, good you. I had to rewind it because I was, I was looking at it and I kind of like glanced like slightly away from what I was watching. It looked like she was fully pregnant for a second. And I'm like, and then she's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. When she turns, it's a dead giveaway. Like they... Whatever shot they used, she looks pregnant for like a split second, like super pregnant. <laughs> yeah, bad yeah, shot, they, bad shot. They they tried to use her her flowing gown sleeves as like the grocery bag in front of her stomach, and it just it it, it didn't work. I mean, nope. But I feel like at this point, we just I have know. to accept this. I just find I pointed out because it's funny, not because I'm like the cannon. I, I don't give a shit. No, 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 no. I don't care. I just think it's funny where they're like, we're trying to hide it, but you failed. You failed. <laughs> so we start with the first of uh, many interesting choices from our uh, our director, uh, uh, Ralph uh, Hemmicker. Hemmicker. Uh, who's directed like a bunch of episodes. I When I watched this, I was like, is this somebody just trying to like show off on their first, their debut or something? No, this guy was like a, he did like 20 episodes of Once Upon a Time and this was not his first one. But it was like, this one was weird. He must've been just like trying something. So like, yeah. The reason I was on the wiki was because I was seeing if this was the Halloween episode. Like, usually when it's weird like this, it's because it, like, lands in spooky season. This aired in March. So, I, unless spooky season is almost tax time, this this seemed out of pocket. I didn't understand why it was the way that it was. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, the only guess I could have was, like, apparently this same week Boy Meets World aired their episode where they had, like, the, the Scream parody. And they were also on ABC, so I'm wondering if there was just like a theme that week of we're just let's just be scary for scary's sake. It was, it was like, but it's all about fear. That was like 2014. That's like way, way after Boy Meets World, <laughs> wasn't it? No, 20 no, I, I, I thought. I mean, that's what I saw on the wiki. Boy Meets World went into 2014. Did it? I thought it did. No. I'm I'm gonna look this up later. Okay. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look you up look it up. I'm gonna explain cultural the, set can, notes. How about I explain? Since I can't look it up, I'll explain Charming's creepy dream that we opened the episode on. Does that work? Um, yes, please do. He has the a one weird... where I I just want to point out the when he first popped into the scene in that CGI in that CGI castle, it looked like he was an FMV game. <laughs> it was it was just so bad. So. So he walks into this situation, right? He walks into the the castle. He walks into a uh, nursery and the whole time is just like, what is this? What's going on? Again, the audience has no idea kind of what's happening. So we're also confused. So I didn't, this, this didn't drop for me, I guess. Didn't hit for me. And he's like, what is all this? It's supposed to be Emma's nursery. And he's just like, no, no, this is right. Emma is behind him in this like, blue cinderella looking dress with like swan feathers and stuff on it and she looks like a, a little debutante princess and she's like daddy she calls him daddy and it just upsets me so much i don't know why um no i know why but she's just like daddy it's my first dance well i will teach you you're like the best daddy in the whole world but you failed me and then she like starts getting sucked into a black hole daddy you failed me she just keeps repeating that but like in a weird 
in a weird way, like she's not saying it demonically like I'm saying it. She's saying, it's like, Daddy, you failed me. Don't fail the next one like you failed me. Because he, in his head, sees her as this little girl. And I, we, I bet we could talk about this for 400 hours about the fact that at no point has Charming ever shown to be a dad to Emma or any remorse for letting her go until he has a dream in which he subconsciously realizes that his wife had missed her period and is now panicking that he won't be able to be a good enough father because he's never been a father before, but is then projecting that on the fact that he gave up his eight-year-old daughter and he believes that she thinks he felt. There's so many layers of terribleness to this to open the episode with. Yeah. This was a, a very strange opening. Um, I did not like it. The one thing I will say I did like was um, Jennifer. Uh, sorry, um, Jennifer Morrison's dress was gorgeous. Oh, she looked whoever fantastic. Did, yeah, whoever did the costuming, like it's such a different look for her, but she looked beautiful, and it was a really good color on her. That being said. Either they need to age up Charming or age her down because having two people of the same age have a father-daughter practice dance where he's spinning her in his arms saying, this is all I ever wanted. It's uncomfortable to say the least. It's not cool. They almost had sexual tension and I hate saying that because it should not be true. No. It was weird. No, it was was straight up weird and I will say... I'm just going to say it. It pushed into sexual tension. I was physically uncomfortable. I didn't like mm-hmm. it. Um, but also, again, uh, the way that Charming is imagining her is not in her tough girl mode. He's uh, Like I said, he's imagining her as this more... Yeah, they didn't age her down enough, but they had gave her more of like a childlike... They gave her a different part and the way her hair sat and was back and everything. I, it just gave such a just like innocent doe-eyed as my first spies. Don't know what to do. And then, yeah, hard right turn into you failed me. Oh, no, what am I going to do? And he, boom, wakes up terrified. But then he sees his not pregnant, pregnant, not pregnant, pregnant. Not pregnant, pregnant. I don't remember how to, I was a, there's a whole bunch of layers of this, but she's like, you're awake. I'm pregnant. It's like, oh, God, I'm fine with this, and wants to vomit. Yeah, his reaction to it is like, I'm not cool. I'm thrilled. I'm like, I hated you don't that. sound thrilled. That is like. I, I would cry if I, I were snow. I was away from, again, I watched this on my phone. I was away from my phone, had my AirPods in, and I heard him go, I'm not excited about this. And I audibly gasped. <gasps> and he's like, I'm thrilled. I'm like, oh, you absolute piece of shit if someone did that i would just, i would have hit him in the face me and my pregnancy hormones right in the face and then i would have gone and taken a nap and or thrown up or both like <laughs> so the dream was like the first of many times in this episode like i said the director makes some choices like you had like the spinning exorcist doll heads mm. you had the lightning strikes later on we get the whole hooded figure is doing like the rumple jump cut crawls in the woods and, and, and like very, like very creepy. Like I said, and, and by the way, um, that boy meets world episode was in 1998. So you, you boom, were right. boom. And I, I think I read it and I was reading a couple reviews of this episode and I think someone made a call attention to it. And I was like, Oh, it's because it was the same. I'm the same. I hope it was Tim. I'm old. I hope it was Tim mostly because I just feel like Tim is constantly talking about random episodes of boy meets world at any given moment. That is incredibly true. Um, we also get like like weird close ups of like when Zelina's pouring the tea and like the on the the pot and the cup and and oh and there's so many close ups on people's eyes, especially when Zelina and Rumple are in the scene together. According to the extensive wiki that I read, that is a lost reference somehow. Eyes, okay, sure. Eye, why close not? up of eyes. But, like, if they were trying to go for, like, these creepy, unsettling vibes, especially in the beginning of the episode, like, wouldn't it have been so much better if they'd cast a a child? Because they they cast a young Emma in season four for that whole storyline. Wouldn't it have been great if they'd cast her then, had Charming dancing with his young, with, with you know, a little girl, his little, his little girl. And then all of a sudden, lightning strikes and she's an adult in the same in the same dress and she's like you failed me you never got to experience any of this with me 
don't fail don't fail the next one like it like there it i didn't it was weird I should stop talking about it, but I can't. No, you're right. It's weird. There's a there's a, de- a ton of ways they could have done this in a less weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Uh, I like the idea of having it being a younger girl and then coming into her being a little bit older. Because they did sort of try that where the more he realized that something was wrong, the more disheveled and battle-worn she started to look in the same dress. Which I thought was cool, but again, still wasn't over my skin crawling. <laughs> the weird <laughs> sexual tension-ish daddy-daughter dance. Like, again, they're the same age and they're both attractive. There's just a part of your brain that just wants to go, yeah, this works. And you're just like, no. Like, the I party- for a hot, like for a split second, I was like, are they going to a purity ball? Like, is she about to, like, swear her virginity to her dad? That's That was why I got debutante vibes from it, where it was like, mm. I'm about to be presented to the world. I sure hope I find a husband soon. Like, it's just like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, he wakes up. He finds out that he's, cor- he apparently, again, he is correct, and a child is coming, and he's nervous about it, but in true charming fashion. He's not going to say a goddamn thing to goddamn anyone no he's gonna go be on his own in the stable and drink booze he's gonna go drink in the stables oh charming no (laughs) and he immediately gets caught but he gets caught by the one person who's 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 not gonna tell he's not gonna tattle it's it's robin hood there's a bro code the the merry men code he's not gonna he's not gonna dishonor that and he's like, "Hey, I, uh, I'm just, I'm just about to head out. I got these golden-tipped arrows from the queen for doing some saving stuff." And I'm like, "She gave you a gift that's personal and valuable. She wants you, dude. Why are you leaving? She's so into you." I did like his comment. He's like, "I got paid to break in somewhere. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right to make a career out of this." <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's great. Robin Hood's fabulous. So he and then and then Charming is talking about, oh, I'm so scared. This is like this sucks. And and Robin Hood, instead of doing the thing normal people do and being like, you should you should see a therapist. We've got a, a cricket that'll do that. He's pretty good and he won't tattle because he's a cricket. No, go get a magic herb that looks like a piece of crystal poo. And I could never get over that. Every time I saw it, it looked like poop. And. It's like a giant turd. Yeah. Giant crystal no, turd. He's, he like bro codes it, but like too far to the bro side where it's just like, bruh, I ain't gonna tell anybody that you're here. I get it. It's good to be scared. And the part where a good person would be like, you should maybe go talk to this person mm-hmm. about it. He he veers hard in the side and be like, have you ever experimented in microdosing mushrooms? Like, like a little bit of acid might really just open your mind. Like he's that guy. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No talking. Talking is the solution. We faced this in earlier season three. Charming does bad stuff when he does not talk to people. And here he is not talking to pe- the person he needs to talk to about something very important so that he can instead Go do magic hero shit because that's like his MO. I just, I hated that we instantly went in this direction with Charming without any form of self-awareness that that's a a pattern that he's repeating. Yeah. I do like that he stood up immediately. Like Robin was like, listen, there's like this weird like psychedelic poop thing that kind of like when you open it, it looks like stars might be haunted uh, kind of terrible and hard to get to, but di- uh, so did Robin Hood take this? Like, did he go get it and have some? No, he said he never made it. Oh, okay, okay, cause, yeah. okay. That that I was confused about. So he was just like, yeah, it's out there. Charming is like already four feet out the door before Robin Hood even is just like. Also, it's haunted, and he's just like, don't even kind of don't care like my wife was about ready to take on medusa for zero reason i don't even know what kind of monster this is gonna be i'm fine with it uh yeah it's so it's gonna help him conquer 
his fear because he's that's never what's going to give him fear courage. Before. He's never had fear before, and he doesn't like it. This is this is a very real part of growing up. Everyone is that at a certain point you feel invincible and like you could take on the world, and then fifteen years later, literally everything scares you. Mm-hmm. Every single thing, every breath you take is a terrifying piece of existence but remember when you were like 19 and you thought you could stop a train with your full body like that's what charming misses he's going through a full midlife crisis he's realizing that he has no idea how to take care of a child yeah because the last time was he was in full-on hero mode and then they had a curse and everything got ripped out from under them so they didn't have time to become parents and now they do, and they also have the the modern perspective of being, you know, 21st century adults. So they can't just go back into that whole, oh, just send them to the to the uh, the nurse and yeah. the midwife, and we get to go on our merry way. No, he has to actually be there and be a parent. And um, as we've seen with him and Emma, he's not the best at it. Yeah, and I mean, we already know this from knowing what the future holds, uh, but a soon a segment that Once Upon a Timing will soon have is Spot the Baby. Uh, <laughs> not going to be great parents working forward anyway, so it's just going to be a fun game we play. Yeah, it's a, it's, is it a baby? Is it a doll? Has it disappeared? We it's all very American <laughs> sniper. Week. It's all very American Sniper. What is this? It's clearly a fake baby. Uh, yeah, so he, bad dad, but bad dad is off to the haunted woods to eat poop stars. He is, and he finds it pretty quickly, and he, he, he decides to go in the middle of the night because time waits for no fear, even though he learned it was haunted. So you'd think at night would be a bad time to go, but he goes anyway, and he get, he has the route. And it's just there. He hasn't really done anything with it, but he's like, yes, I found it. It's the great thing. And then he hears a woman screaming in the distance and he's like, you know, yeah, sure. I'm afraid and I have no courage, but I'm going to go over there and do my thing because this is what I do. And at no point is he like, um, this seems like a bad idea. I heard this place was haunted and now there's a woman screaming. I wonder if I should just stay here. Also, like, this is just a nitpick, but at no point does Charming ask Robin how he's supposed to ingest this root. Like, is he supposed to brew it in something? Is he supposed to finally chop it up and snort it up his nose? Is he supposed to, like, boil it down and drink it? Like, there's all... Or is he supposed to burn it and inhale it? Like, gotta know what you're taking and how you're taking it. I mean, does he have to test it for fentanyl? Like, what are we doing? Like, he, what? I was just, I, he's going to eat it and be like, oh, my God, dude, you were supposed to brew it into tea. Chamomile, specifically. Only Zelina knows what you're supposed Zel- to do with it. Zelina was the one who came up with the recipe, the only safe way to ingest the, the poop herb. Oh, my but God. Is chamomile, anyway, a gr- so- is chamomile a green tea? It's a herbal floral tea, right? Okay, does that count as a green Because it's like flowers, tea? it's floral. No, okay. Green, okay. green tea is from green green tea leaves. Damn it, they should have gone with a green tea. Boom. Anyway, moving on. Yes, yeah, so he follows the screaming and comes across the tower, the famous Rapunzel's tower. Uh, and I will say I was impressed because the, the main part of it was a physical set that they built so that they could have, you know, Charming or his stunt double climbing it. And then the rest was digital. And he's climbing, he's climbing, he's climbing, and all of a sudden he's cli- What is he climbing? He's climbing a... This this wig, this weave. I, I, the actress is beautiful. I've looked at her Instagram. She is a flawless human being. She is a parent and also just perfectly gorgeous and I'm envious forever. Her hair is beautiful. You wouldn't know this from this episode because they gave her horrible Rapunzel wig that just felt like they went to Sally Sally's beauty supply and got a bunch of those really cheap weaves and just stitched them together. So first of all, for the most part, uh, this is, I've learned this information from TikTok. Uh, she's, she's an African-American. Yes. Like I, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, they don't shop at Sally's. (laughs) They have their own stores. They don't, they wouldn't have like curly extensions and stuff. Which is the thing that I thought was funny about this, of the fact that her hair is that long, but also curly, meaning that if she straightened it, it would be twice as long. Like, 
the amount yeah. of time and the amount of calories burned just growing that sheer amount of hair and the fact that it was all kept natural wild implications about the hair care products on this one uh but you're right it just looked it didn't even at some points didn't even look like hair yeah like like yarn kind of stitched together with it borderlining on offensive like i love that they cast somebody that was not a blonde blue-eyed white woman for rapunzel amazing yeah but they again this was in a time when and i say this knowing full well that it was barely 10 years ago in which hollywood didn't know what to do with black women's hair let alone how to make it 40 feet long at all yes yeah this was you know like even now there are you know black women who are actresses share stories of like having to bring their own makeup and bring their own hair care products when they go on set because the makeup department the hair department costume departments do not know how to how you know they don't have the the tools to get them ready and there's also been issues of like lighting women of color and people of color like we're still so behind with that. And this just felt like an extra slap in the face because the the longstanding issues with black women's hair on screen and just the fact that there's so much of it and all of it is bad. It is honestly, it's an entirely different skill set. And I know this uh, from talking to like hairdressers in my town and stuff is that they've gone specifically out of their way. I live in a very 95% white area. I'm in Ohio in a cornfield. Like there's just not. So I was in a I was in the salon at one point and a guy walked in, and he was asking, you know, like if they could do anything with his hair. Like he was like, I need someone to do something with my hair. And she's like, I do not have the education to do no one in this salon has any education on how to deal with African American hair. We just don't. I apologize. She's like, here's one place I know, one single place in my city. Uh she's like uh, she's like, I'm going to really try. She didn't, spoiler alert, she didn't go and get any more information or education. Uh, but it is, yeah, it's an entirely different skill set because it's an entirely different type of hair. It's a very long conversation about hair, but yes. Um, I also well, think it is that- long hair, so you can have a long conversation about it. it I do think, and I think that this would be another conversation for people that do not have the type of hair that I do, obviously. But I would just speculate that um, a uh, a black Rapunzel would have a different kind of hair. It wouldn't just be like growing wild, and she's just like braiding tie- it. Bra- not yeah. even braiding it. It didn't even look like braids. It just looked like she was just putting a hair tie every like foot and a half. Yeah, I mean, there was, this was one of many issues with the whole Rapunzel hair situation in this episode. Uh, I'm just going to list them. One, she didn't know how long she'd been in the tower, but it didn't seem like it had been too long because, like, her parents were wanting her to, like, like step up and become, trained to become queen after her brother died, and she knew to go get this herb. So unless she was, like, three and got in this tower and there was just like a tiny little doppelganger that aged as she did. Like, I don't see how this hair would have gotten this long, this fast. And then two, like the hair is leaning over the side. Charmin climbs up it. And then when he gets to the top, there's a bunch just laying loose and she's just standing there in gorgeous silhouette. I'm just laughing at the idea of like a three-year-old going full Simba mode of just being like, my brother's died. I, I can't be king and like running into the woods. Like, oh, just I, like, just yeah. um, I just can't. I just can't be king. You're right though. Like, I mean, I I have hair that grows very quickly. I I cut my hair off every two years and it's donation length every two years. Like my hair grows very quickly. It's It's not a problem. It's great. It's a great issue to have. That is the amount of hair that was existing in that tower was decades, decades of hair. And it's just like, she later like meets her parents and they're like, not that old. Also, they're there. What kingdom is she supposed to be part of? Like, I have so many questions. Uh, But yeah, apparently her hair grows. I bet she can feel it growing. I bet it's growing daily, a foot. Just growing out of her hair. But it's a very uncomfortable feeling. Terrible. Awful. Like, the the episode never bothered to give her a reason for having the hair. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be the traditional story, you know, that 
that she, you know, but it's like they didn't even give her a magical reason for the hair growing as fast as it did because she couldn't have been in there that long. And then also, you know, just to kind of reiterate what I had said before, like she, the hair is just like lounging around and yet Charming's able to climb up it. Like, did she just like tie, tie an end off over the edge and then just let the rest dangle around her body? Like the, the set dressing for the hair was just bad and illogical i also have a question why did not the doppelganger have 40 feet of hair slogging behind it yes and here's a very important question so charming comes up the tower and their whole conversation is just you're scared i'm scared don't be scared i'm scared Oh shit, here's the source of your scare. Don't be scared anymore. I'm scared. At no point does anyone talk about therapy. And it's just, you need to face your fears, Charming. That is like the worst advice to give someone. But as the evil doppelganger is climbing up the thing, Charming is holding a sword aloft and I'm screaming at him. Cut the hair, 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 cut the hair. Let the thing fall off the side. And instead, no, he's like, Rah! just in time for a fake out is so bad i this mean so bad i mean let's give some props to charming for not cutting a woman's hair without her consent i guess uh just turn to her and be like can i can i can i just cut this maybe can and I? she's like i don't know i'm not really sure i am thinking about getting an undercut but i like i'm not ready to commit like <laughs> mm, i but my favorite is the fact that you're right they don't the conversation they have is just a, it feels like it lasted for four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But also because the lead into it was her just exposition dumping about why she was there. There was no natural reason for her to give as much story as she did. And that was frustrating. Um, but the ending of it is so unsatisfying because she's like, I am no longer afraid. Cuts her own hair and she's free. It makes it seem like her fear was cutting her hair. Yeah, there's nothing about this, like, made sense. <laughs> they didn't, so shoehorned. It was so shoehorned, and it's such a bummer because, like, as we saw in Tangled, Rapunzel is a very interesting story, and it's a story that you can tell in so many different ways. Like, I don't know if you've read the original fairy tale. It's really dark. I'm pretty sure crows poke her eyes out. It's really bad. Ooh. Or his eyes. Like one of somebody gets their eyes plucked out at one point and are stricken blind. It's it's a very dark story. It has a happy ending, I think. But <laughs> a happy ending for like a not modern woman. But don't worry, a man decided he loved her, had many babies with her eyeless corpse. Uh, and she, everyone lived happily ever after, except for her who died sad and eyeless. Like <laughs> sad and alone forever. <laughs> but yeah, so she cuts her hair, everything is saved, the the doppelganger, which was like the manifestation of her fear, because that's what the root did, and that's going to tie into the present storyline, like is defeated forever, and she heads home. I love how we have this kingdom shot with the king and queen, and like then you just see Regina just being the evil queen but nice i'm like this is very i was like are we back in the past is this like nice regina before she turned evil this was such a weird scene like i don't understand so weird because they were all there as if that king and queen had been there like have you seen our daughter please she has extraordinary long hair like it's crazy like we've just lost our son not our daughter too and she's like we're there it's gonna be fine it's just like why were they there? Did Charming, like, call ahead? I... Not, this was all, like... The episode didn't totally... Bar- like, I, for the most part, like this episode. But Rapunzel has always been a very near and dear story to me as somebody who has traditionally had long hair. I had long hair, like, long, long hair, enough that people would remark on it. And it was like, I always loved Rapunzel. Because I was like, I wish I could grow my hair out that long. That'd be so cool. But it takes like a lifetime to even get what's considered fairy tale length hair, which is down to your knees. Because human hair just isn't your the hair on your head is just not designed to go that far. The people that can are just built different. Some people's hair just start 
not making it as far as they can. So I've always loved Rapunzel. I loved Tangled. I was there the moment it released. I saw it several times in the theater. And also because I love Mandy Moore's voice and have a very huge crush on Zachary Levi. Nonetheless, very disappointing. <laughs> I have a crush on every like over 6'3 man in Hollywood. Just let's be real. Uh, but I love the story. And so I was really, I was really sad that they phoned this in. Like the weird doppelganger story. I didn't care for this. Yeah, and it didn't like it didn't use the story of Rapunzel in any kind of interesting way. You could have replaced this with any other fairy tale, and it would have had the exact same result. Like yeah. it, this character, fairy tale character, is afraid of their doppelganger, and then Charming convinces them not to be, and now he's cured. Like, okay, fine. I just didn't. I, I'm just hoping by the time we get to season seven and they readdress it that it's done better. But yeah, it didn't even need to be anybody it, so. that mattered. It didn't even need to be a fairy tale character. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like person in tower. Like they could have. It could have been the actual midwife that Zelina killed to. Uh, t- uh, oh to no! Infiltrate. Oh no! That's terrible. No, I don't want that. Um, the one thing I, I did like about this past episode, this past part, is that. The lesson Charming takes from it isn't to have this root. It's to talk to Snow and tell her, I'm scared. And this is what I'm scared of. And that's an adult conversation. Maybe they shouldn't be having it in the crowded ballroom where everyone's looking at them kind of funny for having this private conversation in public. But it's it's a vulnerability that is necessary. He could have just gotten it from therapy. Instead of from a poop root. So Emma uses the phrase ironic in a way later in the episode that I deem not to be more Alanis Morissette ironic. Uh, I think the real irony is the fact that um, the actor who plays Hopper is listed for this episode and he is shown in promos never makes it into the episode. Like the deleted scenes from this episode was of therapy. But not with Charming. So, like, that's the irony. The irony is that therapy was almost in the episode and then dropped completely. So, the end. Charming then gets, uh, uh, goes back forward in time to to stop remembering anything about the doppelgangers. And he is now afraid and doesn't remember why he's afraid. Oh, I mean, things are, they they gotta be afraid. There's a wicked witch on the loose. Could be anyone. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. Definitely not the one mysterious person we've met. No. Definitely not. Who would it, why would it be that person? No, because that would be prejudiced if we were just going to assume every new person we met was a wicked person. Every, every new person who's wearing a green emerald pendant on Ugh. their neck. I swear, Emma should have been the one that figured that out. But I guess Emma hasn't met Zelina yet. Um... So the first thing, and we'll just talk about this part just because it doesn't really hold any bearing to anything else. But in present time, we get, like, we're going to talk about Zelina and Rumpel from the jump here. Just to get this out of the way, because I don't want to talk about it. Uh, is that Rumpel is spinning his straw into gold. He is unhappy, but he's also, like, crazy spinning. Just, like, spinning, spinning, spinning makes the crazy go away. Spinning makes the crazy go away. And she's like, you know what? I think the crazy might be make or the spinning might be making you more crazy. I'm instead going to do this weird phenomenon, Mike, uh, John Travolta close shave situation. My mom was in love with John Travolta. I don't know if anyone else watched phenomenon as many times as I have, <laughs> but there's don't a, even remember this movie. Oh, phenomenon is a movie where he looks up and then there's like a flashing light and then he gets to like this brain tumor, but then he makes it. He's like the smartest person in the universe. Like he can detect earthquakes and he solves a bunch of things really quickly, but then it's like a brain tumor and it kills him. It's the worst, movie. but there's a movie where, or the part in the movie where his brain just becomes too much. And he can't deal with all the information that he has. And then Kara Sedwick's character comes over and gives him a close shave. And it's like a ghost uh, pottery shaving or pottery scene situation where you're just like, I don't know what's happening. That's what this scene was. She's like shaving him with his dagger while telling him how her dad had substance abuse of some form or another, but then made her shave him. 
in the theme of dad-daughter relationships being weird uh, that this episode has already fleshed out the whole time. She's just talking really like this and shaving him. And they're so close. And then they, like, zoom in on her eye. But then, like, she cuts him. And, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. It was like, what in the hell is happening? And why is it happening? And please stop happening. I mean, I was really grossed out, but I was more focusing on how bad the shave was. Oh, no, the shave was terrible. The shave was terrible for her also to say that she was so good at it. She's like, are you wondering how good I am at this? No, none of us are wondering no. that. <laughs> no, no one's wondering that because we're literally seeing you uh, fling a piece of plastic over his face and then they cut to another shot and the 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 um the hair is magically gone. Yeah. Oh, it's like so you're not, bad. No, you're not fooling anyone. So behind the scenes magic. All we're supposed to glean from this is the fact that she wanted to keep up appearances and like Rumble's just like if you wanted to keep up appearances, you'd have changed my shirt. Which like, yeah, man, she just wanted to shave you and creep you all the way out. Did it work? She's also taking away your spinning wheel. Uh go to hell. Like I, I think in, like, the next episode or two, they explain how she gets to where she's at with Rumpel stuff. I think if I, the the wiki page kind of alluded to it. So I'm just like, I think we're going to figure some of this out. But right now, it's just such a creepy relationship. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's really effective. Um, it It kind of feels like the thing we should have gotten between Pan and Henry. Although, no. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, you know. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Uh, like, I just mean, uh, I just mean <laughs> the unsettling factor. Yes. We need I understand. more yeah, I unsettlingness. And, yeah. you know, Zelina's playing games with them. She's got these plans. She got the, you know, the she got David's courage and all this stuff. So, like, we're getting a lot of really cool, fun stuff. And I hope to see it come together. But I also hoped to see it come together with Pan, and it really didn't. But we know that the showrunners love to set things up and never pay it off. I'm, I just, you, the way you said it, she has Charmy's courage. And for some reason, it just reminded me of the, uh, it, it not reminded me, but just informed me of the fact that they're making a Wizard of Oz illusion with that. Of just like, he's the cowardly lion. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so, I oh, just. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing Snow is the heart. And then Regina will be the brains. Or Emma. Emma's the brains. It's got to be those three. I just realized that. And I was just like, come on. Get it together, Abby. Okay. So the Charming, Hook, and Emma are out in the woods. And they're trying to track down. Oh, no. I'm sorry. They first go to Regina's place. And they find... I forget what kind of berries it is. I'm just going to call it snozberries. They find snozberry juice on the ground. Confusing. And they're like, we're going to go to the woods. Because my favorite line in this whole episode is, bushes grow in the woods. Let's go. Like, well, it's not- like specifically a holly tree. And then David mentioned something about, like, the dogs would track it into the vet. And I'm like, holly oh. is poisonous to dogs. Every did you, did bit you just of have this. a bunch of dead dogs coming in? Every bit of the holly conversation is wild. Because, yeah, it's the dogs tracked it in. And then the line is... Not holly bushes grow in the woods. It's just bushes, capital B, grow in the woods. Bushes. (laughs) I mean, what part of that is wrong, Abby? Sounds right to me. It's not. It's just, let's state facts. Trees grow in the woods. There's dirt there. And so they all decided to go out. They're all out there. Hook, Emma, and Charming are out looking. But then Snow calls Charming. I love his flip phone so much. Way too much. But she calls him and she's like, hey, the midwife is here and would love to meet you. Uh, so get back here. <laughs> he's so fun. And he's just like, wow, she's like super demanding. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I meant the midwife, not Snow. Oh, God. And Emma's just like, no, 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 no. Go, go, go. And so Charming leaves and just leaves Emma, which, by the way, whenever I put on a stocking cap or a stocking cap, I hope that I look like Emma. Like, that's the look. Every single girl who puts a stocking cap on wants to go for it, like with long hair, where you're just like, I put the stocking cap on, then he's just beautiful curls and just like a petite, beautiful face. And you're just like, I'm also wearing a giant Carhartt, but gosh, I'm so cute because Emma just looks like fall 
pumpkin spice latte chic. I love this look on her. She needed a scarf, but if yes. she'd had a scarf, she would have broken the television. Oh, yeah. No, no. None of us would have been able to handle it. And then we get this, like, really saucy scene Ooh, with Hook and Emma. Super saucy. I swear to God, I don't know if he always has his V of his vest that low or if I only notice it during scenes <gasps> like this. Same. <laughs> I'm just like. Because he had the pirate's necklace. He had the skull thing, like, right just, in his, like, cleavage line. Straight up, right between his boobs. Like, just, the like, right bone. there. And I'm just like. I'm sure his face is doing something. I'm just staring at chest hair. What's happening right now? I'm I'm a fully married person. <laughs> what am I looking at? I mean, he, he maybe he's challenging us. He's, he's, just, you know, he's pulling the, my eyes are up here. And I'm like, damn it, you got me, Hook. You got me again, Hook. You got me. Yeah, he's just like, so, like, were you going to marry your flying monkey that you definitely banged? <laughs> She's just like... Listen, yeah, I loved him, and he broke my heart. And she has that, like, brokenhearted, like, that line you always have where you're just like, yeah, he broke my heart, just like every man before him. Uh, and she's just like, but whatever. It's just how it is. She's like, he's like, good. She's like, are you happy that my heart broke? And he closes the distance between them. They are, like, nose to nose. He is heavy breathing with his very exposed chest and be like, and he just says it. I, this... Beth, when I tell you the way that he spoke this line, and I will be completely honest, absolutely feral. This is <laughs> just this this lit. Did you just weird... like lunge at your TV? <laughs> this this was one of those. Oh, okay. So I'm still alive. Moments because he was just like, if your heart's broken, it means it still works. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. What's happening? And she's like, she gets so mad and she just kind of like leaves. But you can tell she leaves because she had the exact same reaction that I did. She's like, because she also had the added bonus of being able to smell him. And I assume he smells like cedar for some reason. She's like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Cedar and the salt air. Oh my God. And so yeah, she's like, ah. And he just looks at her, but he like looks at her with like the, I guess she leaves like above his eyebrows, but also with like that pirate look on his face. And it was just like, I... Neil who? Where who I don't even care. <laughs> I know. It's like you like I know Neil comes back um because he has to come back before he's gone forever. Uh and I just feel like every time we've had Neil on the show lately, it's been like like they're a buddy cop duo, or he's just like he's there to just be like, move on, Emma. It's fine. Like he's there to be like the cool ex. Yeah. He's like it's like Quinneth Paltrow and, and, and Chris uh, from Coldplay. It's like, I'm the oh. cool ex. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. What's the line when they broke up? What did they do? Uh, they had a a conscious uncoupling. Uh, yes. They didn't quite. Emma and Neil didn't quite consciously uncouple. They more um, incarceratedly uncoupled. Um but yeah, like he definitely has that vibe where it's just like they care for each other, but not in a way that they should be together kind of way. And they keep trying to establish that. But Emma and Neil also have so much chemistry, which is, I think, why they genuinely have to keep him off the screen. Yeah, yeah. Because like the last time that they were together before Neil got sucked off to 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 the Enchanted Forest was like, I love you. And she's heartbroken in tears. And then they're just like, oh, well, pirate's here. We want to do that now. Which I get because pirate. And it's Colin. So I understand. And also they want him on the show longer. But like, Neil is so good. And they're. It, I feel like at this point, they're kind of doing him dirty. Yeah, no, they're definitely. They're definitely. Into, they, they had a more of a long game for Hook and Emma versus Neil and Emma. I think they weren't. I don't know if they knew what to do with the amount of chemistry that those two actors had together. Uh, because obviously Emma and Hook have a chemistry together. But the the thing that Neil and Emma have together just seems... It genuinely seems like they've known each other their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And there is a toxicity to their relationship. I mean... It's not a 10-minute version of you stole my scarf, you piece of shit. Kind of like toxicity but they definitely had to keep him off the screen to make hook and emma's ship sail 
So I mean, it's 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 effective. It's just it, it, it sucks that it has to come at the cost of an interesting coupling that I feel would have been wouldn't have been as sexy as as Emma and Hook, but I feel like it would have been more genuine. Yes. Um. So. <laughs> So anyway, they find the holly bush and they, the one bush that grows in the woods. And they go and they find a house. It's a farmhouse. Emma notes that it is ironic that it's a farmhouse. It's not ironic. It's just on theme. Uh, It's not like the Wicked Witch lived in a farmhouse. No, but, you know, there was one that was dropped on on her her sister. I guess. It's just like a thing. Emma's just like reference. So, according to my extensive wiki uh, page reading, apparently the stove uh, and the bicycle were on. They they basically they look around the house. They but apparently the stove and the bicycle were supposed to be like more nineteen thirties. Oh yeah, they were definitely callback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite though is that they she, she then sees a storm cellar. Now, as someone who's seen the storm cellars that are like later put in like i don't know about old-timey farmhouses but uh my my husband's grandmother lives in oklahoma she had a storm shelter built for her because oklahoma tornadoes it's like kansas uh it's not as extensive as we later see that this storm shelter is it's literally you go down into the ground there's enough room for two chairs and a radio it is not a living situation it's not like a bomb shelter no it's not a bomb shelter where you would survive world war ii in uh so anyway so they see the shelter. Uh, it's got a lock on it. And Emma's about to shoot it open. And Hook's like, maybe let's wait for a second. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Chest Exposed. Smells like cedar. Uh, are you afraid? He's like, no. I just think maybe we should think through what we're doing. And the fact that her line wasn't, excuse me, sir, I'm a charming. We don't do that. <laughs> just- <laughs> Because that should have been the line. The line 100% should have been, sir, have you met my parents? I don't do these things. We just leap and then maybe we look. We don't even leap, then look. We just leap and then hope it works. Uh, So then, okay. So we're there. Cut to Charming finally going to the apartment with Mary Margaret and Zelina. Zelina and Mary Margaret are having this conversation that's nice. It's like, oh, we got you in a net. That's so great. But the way that it's framed, all very exorcist, house on Haunted Hill. You know what I mean? Like, this all had a very haunted house movie to it. Like, it was filmed up from the top. The whole room is gray. They're sitting there like they're, like, interrogating each other. Very uncomfortable. Like. Well, yeah. Like, I feel like it's an intentional directorial choice to kind of make us feel charming's unsettledness and okay that's fine but i also just kind of feel like it 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 makes it more suspicious that no one is suspicious for the right reasons like charming is just unnerved because of what he's feeling no one is unnerved because this stranger woman is a stranger woman who seems like she could very well be a witch if we thought about it for two seconds yes and I think that's the inherent problem in the way that good is being defined through Snow of just the fact that she would never question a person. She's just very trusting. Because Snow's also afraid. Snow's just... Neither one of them. They both have a child, but they basically have no experience. So they're having first parent jitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fair. At mm-hmm. no point should they be shamed for this. Um, so Zelina is just like, oh my god, you guys are both so nervous. Crazy. I'm gonna go make you some tea. And then sneaks off into the back. And my favorite is she's like, here's some chamomile. I heard that it's good. Zelina, as a midwife, the line should have been, here's chamomile. It's safe. It is, in fact, safe. Not, I heard somewhere. I googled it, and it seems like it's probably fine. <laughs> but it's not just chamomile. No, no, correct. There's a secret poop ingredient that she got from Gold's shop after tricking the near comatose Belle, who is useless as a character if Rumple is not near her. Again. Okay, so I forgot about this scene because I just blocked it out of my brain. Also, I didn't quite understand what she grabbed until I saw the next scene. Uh, but she goes into Gold's shop 
And Belle's there. And she's like, oh, my God, Mrs. Gold. She's like, oh, no, we weren't married. Oh, well, is Mr. Gold around? No, he's dead. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Could you give me that thing over there? <laughs> of course. Belle turns, freezes her, opens up the safe because she's got a little bit of blood from when she shaved mm-hmm. Rumple. Opens up the safe. Only takes what she needs. Wild choice. Take everything. Yeah. You've gotten yeah, into a place that you can't get without blood. Take everything. I mean, I'm guessing she maybe assumes that she can just shave him anytime. He's going to need daily shaves. can shave him constantly. He's just covered in nicks and li- those little pieces of toilet paper. To- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she has that. So she, yeah, she puts a little bit of that into Charming's tea. And then we get this like really long, unsettling scene of them having a not important conversation while charming kind of dances around his fear and is not drinking the tea. And I kept thinking that Zelina was going to be so much more obvious about drink your tea, drink your tea, drink your tea. I'll give it to her. She does it so well. She doesn't make him drink the tea. She tricks him into doing it by, you know what? We can all drink to that. Cheers. So they all toast and he finally takes a drink of the tea. Yeah. Um, That's great. I, I'm i sorry. I don't like any storyline where somebody spikes someone's beverage. Oh, no. It's terrible. I hate, I don't care like, for people being unknowingly dosed. Like it's, it's one thing when, when David seeks out this herb for himself, but ultimately decides not to take it. It's another to... For, for, and this is not the first time Zelina does something very morally compromising like this. Like, lest we forget the whole thing with Robin Hood's wife, Marion. We don't need it even lest we forget. We haven't even gotten there yet. Like, yeah, we haven't gotten to it yet. Lest we pre-forget. I'd like to forget before I even have to experience it. Because that was ultimately... That was very disgusting. Zelina is a kind of a disgusting person. Oh, no. Zelina is straight up like Zelina and Regina, not far from the same tree. Uh, Just do despicable things, uh, awful things. I will say, I forgot to mention this before, when Rumple kept spinning and and Zelina made a comment of like, isn't spinning so relaxing? The mental image of her being like brainwashed and a soul cycle instructor in season seven Uh. (laughs) made that line even funnier to me. (laughs) Spinning. It'll just really take your stress away. Um, So. (laughs) So anyway, we've now dosed charming with his fear potion. He then goes out to go find Emma. And in the woods, this very long drawn out scene of the, the cloaked thing following him. This is intercut with the past thing because we're not supposed to know what the cloak thing is until right before it's revealed. We now know what it is. It is charming. It's the embodiment of his own fear. I like the voice effect they put on this. Um, I, I was gl- I was glad they didn't just use his regular voice because that would have been weird. That would have been a little bit too campy, but I liked the lower register on top of his regular voice. Like it, it de- it resonated nicely i i did like that i didn't like how they basically used the rumple cloak with a belt mm-hmm. um like it felt really upcycled and it made me think it was rumple for a long time which would have tracked because locking a woman in a tower definitely seems like something rumple would have done so the fact that it wasn't rumple it wasn't selena it was this weird doppelganger thing i was like okay well fine yeah. So Charming fights the doppelganger. The the sword breaks. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Paul with Seth Rogen uh, and Simon Pegg. Uh, but it, it, there's a whole joke about like katanas breaking. And so the moment his sword broke, I went false economy. Deep cut. Weird joke. Uh, but his sword breaks. <laughs> he overcomes his fear. He, in this fight, I love the idea that you will overcome your fear of becoming a father by fighting yourself. I, yeah. Okay. Just because the just because the doppelganger like calls him some shit. Yeah. And and calls him a chump. Yeah. He's, he's like, you're a scared shepherd. Take that. I know fatherhood. Aha, I'm gonna be amazing, Dad. 
Uh, so he wins, but then like the sword disappears, like the the handle of it, whatever disappears. Uh, Emma and Hook show up in the yellow beetle because that's what he overcomes. He sees Emma coming and he's just like, you know what? My no matter what happens, even if I'm a terrible dad, my kid will turn out right because the strength of our bloodline. Uh, I have to win because of Emma. And Emma shows up and she's like, oh my god, what the hell happened? So they go back to the farmhouse. The lock is broken on the uh the the storm shelter. So they go inside to discover a jail cell with a spinning wheel that is unoccupied. Dun dun dun. Yay, you know what that means? What's that mean, Beth? Belle finally has a purpose. Hooray! Yay! Um I d- I'm now just remembering that we skipped a small scene with Regina and Henry. I do love, th- like, there's a part where, like, Emma tells Regina to go watch Henry, but don't forget to lie to him. She's like, okay. So they have this nice little conversation. And I do like the line where Henry's just like, I don't know. She wouldn't be here if she said yes to Walsh. So this kind of sucks. And, she- and Regina's like, listen. I think soon you're going to have more family than you can shake a stick at. And he's like, really? She's like, totally. I liked this interaction. They had a nice moment. Um, I like it was this. nice. It will. It, it served a couple of purposes. One, it gave us a, a very nice onset location in Vancouver, uh, a lake and park we've never seen in storybook before, but you know what? I'm all for new locations. It was gorgeous. And there were birds. Um, it showed, um and Henry kind of opening up to Regina and having a good rapport with her. Um, I thought it was a great conversation, but it also showed that Henry is getting very suspicious of Emma, and he's just like, I think she's lying to me. Like I don't, I f- like, and this is something he feels he can trust Regina with because he can't talk to his mom about this. Yeah, he's like, something is going on. She's not being clear with me. I don't know what to do. Yeah, and. Regina doesn't really give him advice. You know, she just kind of, she she treats him like a mother does. She lets him kind of forge his own path. I do like this too because he makes a comment about how like, you know, New York's cool and he does a lot of cool stuff with his mom, but he just kind of feels lonely and he just wishes he had more people. And that's a nice thing for him to tell Regina because that was his problem before. Regina Mm -hmm. kept him under a lock and key. Like he didn't have a bunch of friends. He didn't, like, he went to school, and that school's one thing, but... So it's just one of those... Henry needs a village. He likes those small-town vibes. He loves you know? those small-town vibes, because he's a small-town boy, and he will get away with... Like, he, he can do it. And so, like, that's a nice thing to tell Regina, too, has been like, listen, he was also unhappy under your rule, because he is a social butterfly. He needs... A structure of a family structure he can't just be by himself which is the same way she was she she needed a family structure she just tried to force one it's and that's what like made her one mom isn't enough no what you need two moms one mom never enough two moms perfect anybody else just <laughs> ancillary who cares two moms a pirate and some guy over there who might be a flying monkey right now and that's the family we all need. Hooray. <laughs> well, that was season three, episode 14, The Tower. Um, it was fine. Episode 14? It, I, holy shit. Yeah, right? Yeah. We are we are that much closer to Frozen. I would just We're, like to point out, I don't want to heavily date our episodes when we do them, but... Every time I find out that we're several seasons in and we're about to hit another season, I'm madder that we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> Just like, this was supposed to be a cool thing that we got to about like one season through and the pandemic was over. Now we're season three, episode 14. Yeah, I got my- but I mean, the vaccines have now are now available for younger children. I got my booster on Saturday. Hell Yeah. I got my booster a few weeks ago. Learn from my mistake. Do not get it at the same time as your flu shot. It sucks. You get through it pretty quick. I got through it pretty quickly, but it sucked. Um, I'm just ready for COVID shots for babies. Baby Henry, baby dragon wants a COVID shot. 
Yeah, I, I had to ask the lady. I got my shots at Meyer, uh, Midwestern supermarket, for those of you who don't know. And I, I asked her, I'm like, listen, I got to bring my kid in here. What do I do to make him not go insane? She's just like, listen, we offer free coupons for ice cream and we give them stickers and fun band-aids. I told my I told my baby dragon, my child's dragon at this point, I told him that, and he was like, oh, when can we go? I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, he's like, did you get ice cream? I'm like, no, they did not give me ice cream. They just gave me the shot and billed me. And she's like, oh. <laughs> Well, then I would love to go. I want free ice cream. So, uh, yeah, no, very excited. Very excited for the fact that, by the way, I have a Thanksgiving birthday this year. Very excited. Ooh, fun. I haven't had a Thanksgiving birthday in several years. I remember calculating when my next Thanksgiving birthday would be, and it was like 2021. I'm like, that's not a real year. <laughs> what are you talking about? Next thing you'll be telling me is that there'll be a, a disease still circulating uh, in it, our houses. And it just, there's like a John Mulaney joke where it's like, 2034, that's not a real year. I'll be drinking moon juice with President Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which, by the way, is a future I still expect. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. We want to thank our wonderful patrons, especially our Snow Queen level patrons. This week's uh, Snow Queen level patron shout out goes to Jacob Fulcalt. Thank you to Jacob and to all of our wonderful patrons for your support. If you want to support us on Patreon, head to patreon.com slash Timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can follow us on Twitter. I am personally at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we will be back. We will be back next week with season three, episode 15, Quiet Minds. Ooh. Curious and curiouser indeed. <laughs> Abby, I've watched a little bit of this. It's going to be a fun one to talk about. There's something in the episode. It's gonna. It's you're, you're gonna die. Well, good. We need we need some good uh, good content for everyone's Black Friday post Thanksgiving letdown uh, listening yes. pleasure. Shop local. Shop local. Maybe shop online. Like <laughs> early. Heard <laughs> this is a supply chain thing going on. So. Yeah, just just see what you can do. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks again for joining us. And Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.